And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. Today, I'm really honored to be able to introduce to you a pastor. She's a native from Jacksonville, Florida. She lives in Maryland right now. Um, She's got quite a testimony, actually had a Damascus Road experience that we can ask her about. She currently serves at the Life Center International Hagerstown, Maryland, under her husband, Apostle Designate. Barry J. Henson. She's a president of Divine Women of Purpose and executive pastor of that church. Her passion and compassion for people extend well beyond the walls of the church. She's a registered nurse. Um, I've enjoyed having a conversation and prayer before we started to record this interview, but I am honored to be able to introduce you to Pastor Felicia. How are you, woman of God? God bless you. God bless you. I am well. I am so grateful and honored to be on Blossoms of Life with you this morning. And I just appreciate the opportunity that you have afforded me. Amen. Amen. So we had an awesome conversation before this. Um, I forgot to mention to the audience that she also has a book and she's actually working on a couple books that I'm I'm hoping we have time to share about. But she has a book called Silencing the Midnight Cries and she'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk about what you wrote here, your one day in your 20s Damascus Road experience. Can you share a little bit about that, Pastor? Yes, I can. Yes. Um, so um, er, in my early, it was my early, actually it was my mid-20s. And I was living, I had recently left Jacksonville, Florida, where I was born and raised. And I had moved to Maryland and actually D.C., I'm sorry, Washington, D.C. And I was at a crossroads. I was going back and forth. I was raised up in church and I was going to church because it was the right thing to do. It was what I had been taught all my life. I didn't know anything different. You just go to church on Sundays. Um, But I was in church and body, but not there in spirit. I wasn't really going because I had a personal relationship with God. But God was reaching out to me um, well before I had left Jacksonville. And when I got to D.C. and there was no one else around, he had my full attention. And, you know, one night I had this dream and um, God just he he said, what are you going to do? Wow. Because you can keep going the way you're going or you can follow me. But God always warns us the destruction comes, our warning comes before destruction. And so I believe that was my warning. He was trying to get me, you know, to that place where I wanted to 
have that personal relationship with him Mm -hmm. to that place where uh, nothing else matters. And I got to that place uh, because of that, that one evening, that, that experience that I had with God, that vision that he gave me that um, almost like I went to a different place that I was not on the earth as we see it now, but that I saw destruction everywhere and I did not want to be destroyed because I knew God, Mm -hmm. but I needed to go more than just to know that there was a God. I needed to serve that God. And from that moment forward, I I made up my mind that no matter who was with me or no matter who turned their back or said they wasn't going with me, that I was going to serve the Lord for the rest of my life. And that is what I have been doing. I have not turned around since. And I am just so blessed that he chose me. Praise God. And I was thinking right now, you know, of Saul. And when he he knew of God, he went to church all the time. You know, he went to, did all the religious things that he was supposed to do, you know. Um, And he ended, he had to have that Damascus Road experience Uh to realize, what are you doing? Yes, I actually compared my life to that of Paul, uh, Saul at the time, um, because I felt like I was persecuting Christians. And, And when I say that, I'm not really in the natural but in the spirit realm when they would come up you know when they knock on your door when they see you on the and they're trying to minister to you and I shun them no I'm good or you know they're they're trying to give me a track to get me to that place where there was hope no I'm good and so I I when I had that Damascus experience that is who I compared myself to I said you know I've been persecuting Christians. Mm. I've been turning my bite on them. I've been saying, oh, those are the ones that I don't want to be like. Though I've been the one who was actually doing the persecution. And so I didn't want to live like that anymore. And um, so I compared myself to him. And um, I, I like to think that like he had that transformation at that Damascus, that day of Damascus for him. That was what I felt like happened for me because there was a total transformation. I went from, you know, being I was already a mother of five at that time but that was I wasn't really teaching my children to read the Bible I wasn't really teaching them um, to know God for themselves but from that moment on even when I took them to the park I had my Bible right there with me Mm. and that's all I wanted to do was know the words every word that had came out of God's mouth and written in that book I wanted to know it and isn't it beautiful how God continues to pursue us, you know, no matter yes. what, like oh, I, I can relate, you know, I probably had a full Damascus Road experience in 2012, but you know, wow. it's the whole back and forth and trying and trying too hard in the flesh and, and couldn't fit yes. in and serving, but was I really serving God or serving the church? You know, it, it was a lot of that and still 
full of anxiety, you know, and depression, and that's not supposed to be part of my freedom. But, yeah. you know, and you think about Saul, Pastor, and you sh- I'm sure he had all of that, all of those emotions of the anxiety, I'm going to get them, you know, who do they think they are? All of those emotions didn't belong to someone who's supposed to be a Christian, Yes, yes. And then suddenly, yeah. then then comes the suddenly. I love when God does the suddenly, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the suddenly. Okay, and so then now you're a president, besides you're, you know, working in the church, but you're a president, a divine woman, a purpose, and an executive pastor. But talk to me about the divine woman of purpose. Divine Women of Purpose is a women's ministry um, that is uh, part of under the umbrella of the Life Center International, where I am the executive pastor. I am co-pastor under my husband, Apostle Designate um, Barry J. Henson. And it it, it extends outside of our church. Yes, the women um, in the church meet once a month. We meet. And we have a day where we get to know each other. We trying to build each other, to encourage each other and not tear each other down. But it goes outside of the church and we extend this offer to all the women that we encounter because we believe in empowering women. We believe in encouraging women. We believe in instead of beating a broken um a broken woman down that if we look at the brokenness and begin to build upon it, beautiful things come from broken pieces. We can see ashes from beauty. I mean, beauty for ashes. When we begin to build our sisters up and not tear them down, when we encourage them, uh, when we, you know, build them up, even when we are, we see someone doing something such as writing a book, or we see someone who is doing a radio show such Mm -hmm. as yourself and we encourage them and we support them and we not try to pull each other down or to slow each other down, but we push each other forward so that uh, destinies can be seen and manifested in, in the earth realm. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. And then tell us about your book, Silencing the Midnight Cries. When did wow. that, when did that get published? <laughs> Well, uh, Silencing the Midnight Cries was published last year, and um, it actually was released November 19, 2022. It it tells of a journey or it shares um, my life experiences um, and how child molestation impacted my life um, as a child and as an adult and how I had to embrace, amen, all those things, all those fears and tears uh, from the rejection that I had experienced as a child um, and I had to embrace it in order to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, It was written for anyone who has been through trauma or anyone not just the person who's been through it but maybe you know someone who has experienced it and you learn through my signs and symptoms of what a person is like or what a person may go through or the different types of 
uh, experiences I had, such as wearing the mask. I talk about wearing the mask. I talk about living in a cave. And all this is really just talking about how I experienced um, the different stages and layers of depression Mm -hmm. and what it took for me to come out. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's like. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I I was raped when I was 18. Yes. Um, things happened when I was a child. And I could, that, that's what was part of um, a lot of my anxiety and depression. But I didn't know. I didn't know how to identify that that's what it was from until the Lord began his healing process. And, you know, when I had that, okay, Lord, I'm yours, go ahead and do what you need in 2012, fully submit to him, knowing that it's more than just belonging to a church, I need to belong to him. And um, he began to work in me. And so I completely can understand that, what you're saying. And, and, you know, when you say silencing the midnight cries, um, I'm 63. I don't know how old you are, Pastor, but, you know, we didn't talk about things like that. Yes, yes. I am. uh, I'm uh... 10 years younger. <laughs> um, I, uh, I guess I'm going to put it out there. I am 52. Um, and I am too, and from a generation such as yourself, where we didn't discuss things like this. It was, it was, it was hush hush. It was always swept under uh, the rug. And, and so because, and that's why hence the silencing the yep. tears. And so silencing the midnight cries and, you know, because for years as a child, you didn't talk about it. And then when I hit my young adults, you know, age, I, it, I, I, tried to suppress yep. everything that I yep. had been feeling for years. Yep. Um, but suddenly that that thing didn't want to be su- suppressed anymore. It was taking a toll. And, um, you know, everything that was bottled up was beginning to become festered into a, a, a painful infection that uh, began to spread. And it began to spread where I was becoming bitter. Yep. And I was becoming, you know... Um, worse more desperate and just kind of really kind of trying to uh separate myself from from the world and go into my own personal private cave and so i would i was able to go to work oh yeah i would get up and go to work Mm -hmm. but you know when people invited me to do things outside of work i didn't want to do them um um, and the sad part is my children had to see this Mm -hmm. they see me um go home and just lay in bed and and want to get up and do things one had the desire to do them in my head but my body wasn't following um my heart always wanted to do or be like everybody else but it was so much pain that was weighing me down that I I just could not face the world as a normal person who who hadn't experienced those things mm-hmm. yeah. is often able to and so it the book um actually journals like even when God uh put me with uh one particular uh, primary care physician, my regular doctor, and this this doctor who's a regular guy like you and I, and I went to him one day, and you know, and I told him I said I'm I'm going to work, 
I say, but I'm sitting at my desk and I'm crying and I'm crying and, you know, and I turn my bike to the people that I work with and I'm trying to fight tears so that they can't see that I'm sitting at my desk crying and I don't even know why I am crying. Mm -hmm. And he, he prescribed me uh, depression medicine and I went and and I took it and, and I went and I went back, you know, maybe a month or so later, and I said, well, it was working, but it's not working anymore. I'm still crying, and I really don't understand why I'm crying. And he, you know, he wanted to add another man. Oh, yeah. And the, the third time, I went back, and he looks at me, and he has a, a, a real conversation with me he sits me down and he says i will not prescribe another me praise god you're not crazy i just need you to go and sit down and listen to what the holy spirit has to say wow praise god don't you wish all doctors would do that yes (laughs) yes that was a real awakening that was that suddenly that you were talking about Mm. That was my suddenly, suddenly God changed my midnight tears to sunshine. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And where, um, where can people find your book, Pastor? Uh, The book is on Amazon. Um, if, uh, you go under Amazon and you look up my name, Felicia Henson, H-E-N-S-O-N. Um, you'll find it'll come up as Silencing the Midnight Tears. Or they can reach out to me at my email, which is Felicia.Henson. And let me spell Felicia because Felicia is spelled a little bit differently. Um, it's F-E-L-I-C-E-A dot Henson, H-E-N-S-O-N at yahoo.com um and if they reach out to me i can we i can set it up that we can get it through paypal um it's readily available uh though um on um amazon okay wonderful wonderful thank you so much for sharing that story because i think there's probably listeners out there that need to hear it whether they're young girls or young boys or older men or older women, you know, not realizing that there's something that's being suppressed. And thank God for the Holy Spirit that can send either people or, you know, uh, release things to come up from that well. You know, I believe that the Lord saved all my tears from all those years. And when I finally said, okay, I imagined him just pouring this, huge vase over me and saying, okay, you're washed clean. Now let's start this over. You know, I imagine that because what else is he doing? Saving them in a bottle, right? Yeah. He's saving it. He's saving them for us. So I want to hear, we talked a little bit about your work, um, with the, the small children. Um, and, and I know you have a couple projects, but talk to us a little bit about what you do as a registered nurse. Um, I work, here in um, Hagerstown, Maryland, where I live at the local health department. I am a HIV case manager. I case manage, actually I test um, people. Uh, I'm certified to test people and counsel people on HIV prevention, but 
if you um, happen to be positive, I also do HIV counseling for those that have been impacted or infected um, with HIV. And I teach them how, you know, that HIV is it, it, it is like a chronic disease. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is, it doesn't define that person. They are still um, able to live a normal life. Amen. Amen. And um, thank God that the medicines have improved. So for most of them, it's a one pill a day and um, they are able to live a normal life. And so wow. it's my job to encourage them to take that pill so that one day that we can see that um until there is a cure that we can see the numbers begin to decrease so that um, people will be more educated and even um, educating the family and friends on, you know, so that we can stop or limit. I don't know if we'll ever be able to stop it until there's a cure, but to limit the stigma that is evolved around HIV. Amen. That's much needed. And the Lord knew why he put you there because you have uh, compa- compassion. You know, we talked a little bit about working with, with the, the newborns and um, children, you know, with special needs born. And that takes a special qualified person. Like the Lord knew the mantle he was putting upon you. Yes. Amen. Because it is, it's a mantle that you carry and, and not everyone can wear that mantle. To God be all the glory. He mm-hmm. and this is um is something that I did not know and it's something I can truly say um that he that mantle uh came upon after the transformation, after that Damascus moment, mm-hmm. because before I don't believe I had passion. But God truly taught me how to have compassion for everybody, not just a limited number of people, not just for the people, amen, that appear to be like you. But I need you to have the compassion for all those because everyone, amen, God does not desire for anyone to be lost. And so he loves us all no matter what, whether we're HIV positive, whether we have special needs, whether we, you know, are that parent trying to uh, be out in the public and you have a special needs child and and people are staring. But no, we have to love everybody Mm. and make everybody feel the presence of the Lord. We need to leave a stain of the blood wherever we go. Mm. That's so important. So important, you know, and I'm just thinking about the children, the impact, um, what we were talking about, about how some people think that they are not going to respond, that they can't hear you know, and then I remember my father's passing. I remember the beautiful hospice nurse. She came and she said, he can, he can hear everything you're saying. He's not responding to you physically, but he can hear. His hearing is still intact. And I think about that with our children that we work with me. Like I told you, a special needs teacher for 21 years. Um, I knew that they were responding to me. Yes. And people, yes. And people didn't understand how, but they must have felt like they could trust me and that that they understood what I was presenting to them. 
Yes, yes. My first job as a nurse was actually a nurse at a, a daycare in Oceanside, California. Oh, wow. And what happened is they brought or integrated um, uh, special needs children with children who were um, considered to be um, normal or baseline. And they brought them together because the the other children would help it was that oh, right. was the thought the inclusion but, yeah it's it's the yes. inclusion that's important absolutely yes. just, just like all of us pastor we all yes. need to be included no matter what it goes back to what you were saying with the work that you do in you know as a case manager we all need to be included realize that we're all created by god Yes, all inclusive. I all love it. inclusive. <laughs> That's so important. So yeah. important. And, you know, a lot of times we forget that. Like uh, sometimes when, you know, if I'm ministering to someone and they're saying, you know, I just don't like that person or they give me a hard time and, you know, why would God create them? And, and I have to I have to stop for a minute and remind them, do you do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe that God is the creator of heaven and earth, all the stars in the sky named, everything, every planet, everything that's in the universe, do you believe he created that? Yes. So he's quite capable of creating great things. We know that, right? And, yes. and so do you believe he's the God of creation from the time of conception? Yes. Okay, then. Even if that person rubs you the wrong way, can we just come to agreement that he created that person? Yes. No matter what, can we at least come to that, you know, agreement? And usually there's, they step back and say, okay, you're right. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. you know, so let's just pray for them. <laughs> but it's so hard because our flesh gets in the way and, and you know, it, it's rubbed the wrong way. I understand that. But, oh, yeah. I've enjoyed this time. It always goes by so quickly. Do you feel like you have anything less to, to comment with the, our audience before I have you pray for the audience? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, I just really want to remind everyone out there that we have, in order to go forward, we have to deal with our past. Um, in order to go forward, we had to grow in God. We have to deal with it. We have to embrace our fears and our tears. But our, our current situations are the things that we've dealt with in the past. They are not our permanent residence. And so that we we can have trauma, but it doesn't end our story. And so you don't have to remove the trauma from your story, but you just add triumph to the end. Amen. Because Amen. we all have victory because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. We all have victory. And so I just want to remind them. I want to thank them all for their support, for listening to Blossoms of Life. And, and, and thank them in, in advance for uh, even going on Amazon and purchasing the book, Silencing the Midnight Tears. Amen, amen. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. I'd love it if you'd close us in prayer. 
Amen. Amen. Well, I thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah for each and every person. Hallelujah. That is listening under the sound of my voice. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just lay before you and we thank you, Lord God, for forgiveness of anything that we may have done. Father, we just desire. Amen. Just like we said on the radio, Lord God, as we were uh, uh, speaking together, hallelujah, with the woman of God, all inclusive, Lord God. Father, your word says that you desire for none to be lost, but all to be inclusive. And so, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would cover all, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would, Lord God, put a seal upon each and every person. And Father, those that are healed, uh, that are hurting, Father, that you will heal their and mend their broken hearts. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your healing power, Lord God, to heal every wound, Lord God, and to mend every broken piece, Lord God, and to build it back up into a beautiful masterpiece. Hallelujah. Created by your hands. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your loving embrace, Lord God, of each and every person, Lord God, that is out there in radio land. God, we thank you for being God, for being our peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for every story, Lord God, that is yet to be, Lord God, written, Lord God, give your people what they need, Lord God, to become who you're calling them to be in this season, Father, and whatever needs they have, Lord God, we put it on your altar, and we ask, Lord God, that you will open up the windows of heaven, Lord God. And pour out a blessing that your people have no room to receive, Lord God. Let them experience you to the fullness. Father, your word says that at your right hand, hallelujah, that fullness of joy, there is fullness of joy, hallelujah. Oh God, and Father, we thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for the pleasures forevermore. Father, let them experience you in another way. And Father, if there be any lost. Let them have, hallelujah, this experience so that, Lord God, not just, you you have no respect or a person that you don't just want to transfer me or transform me or transform, hallelujah, pastor, Lord God, but you want to transform us all, hallelujah, so that we all, Lord God, hallelujah, uh, reflect your image and your likeness. Amen. Father, we pray, Lord God, Thank you, Father. For each and every person listening. Thank you, Jesus. And all those that are connected even to the listeners. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the free salvation. Amen. Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her book, you can write to Ramona, Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. 
Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's iamdauntless.org. Her email is ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. That's ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.